evening, everybody. Um, welcome to meeting six of Project Town Council. It's full council meeting tonight. Uh, we'll start with item number 76. Any apologies for absence? Yes, Madam Chair, we have Caroline Ashton, who is unwell, Phil Griffith, who is unwell, Patrick Eakin has a work commitment, as does Ryan McEwen, and everyone. Thank you. Uh, so item number 77, uh, does anybody have any declarations of interest items on the agenda? Uh, um, three minutes, I don't want someone else. It's not. Ian? 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 That's all right, that's okay. Took, took a bit less time than it did the last one. <laughs> Excellent. Has anyone got any questions for Neil? Is it getting better, Neil? Yes, slowly, but yes. Yeah. I think we're in a better position, I think, as a as a force and partner agencies as well. I think we're in a stronger position. Um, some of the stuff we've done has worked. Some of the stuff we've got planned is quite good. I'm quite. I'm, I've come here to the last time I came. I felt a bit broken, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't know if it came across. I've come here today, and I'm actually very positive. Good. The figures. I've looked at the figures compared to last time. All the figures in each area have come down, and that's uh, particularly with the antisocial behaviour side of things. The fact that we've had. Christmas, we've had a, an actual school, a two-week school holiday. It hasn't, it hasn't, I thought we'd spike. I actually thought I'd be coming today with figures worse than, than the last time, just because we had Christmas. And in the past, figures have been worse over the Christmas period. We're not, I'm coming to you with the figures slightly reduced. Not reduced by as half as much as what I'd like, but... I feel that the things we, we put in place worked. We put the mobile CCTV camera down on two locations. I'm looking to get that put back into place. Um, we've done um, a lot of walkabout sessions with uh, Weaver Vale Housing Trust. The new Weaver Vale Housing Officer, Jane Turner, is absolutely superb. And she actually, not one to call Tom Tilly, because I really like Tom Tilly, but she gets things done and the working with, I mean, she came out with Sean and I on a Friday night, and she came on at four o'clock, and she left at 11 o'clock. Wow, that's that's commitments, that's, you know, she didn't have to, I know it, it was classed as her day, so she could have worked in the day, and she asked her boss, but I, I don't know of anyone else that would have shown that dedication in an effort to try and sort the antisocial behavior out. She came with all, uh, the, the known offenders of our antisocial babies came with all their tenancy agreements. So if we caught anyone on the night, they were going to be escorted back home and they were going to be threatened with the tenancy by the Weaver Vale housing officer, which is great. As it was, it was actually, bizarrely, 
one of our quietest nights, which is typical. Oh, yeah. But it's sense about we actually did speak to quite a few of the kids down there because they are out and about. Just being out and about doesn't is not an issue. It's what they do while they're out and about. And as it was, they were well behaved that night. But it was a good opportunity for Jane to actually meet some of these kids that we we talk about. But she doesn't. She's still getting a feel for the area. So that was really, you know, a real positive. There's a number of um, the youths who we think are the bigger players who have been issued with antisocial behaviour letters, which are, it's a joint letter from the police and Weaver Vale Housing. So some are Weaver Vale Housing tenants, some are, but there's a real threat to those that are Weaver Vale Housing tenants that the tenancy you know, is in jeopardy if, if this carries well, on. One of the main corporates is now a Weaver Vale tenant, isn't it? Yes, yeah. although he wasn't issued a banning letter because he hasn't, he's not, we, we've, we did a list of who we thought were the, the sort of the six most prevalent. We've now done a secondary list who were the ones a bit lower down of which he would be one. There's been some arrests made as well. I know, <laughs> I knew you'd be happy. Um, there, there have been some arrests of young people, which is what I don't like to happen, but it, it sends out a message to the others. Um, we've, we've had... Um, as far as I can remember, there's three, three males that have been arrested for different offences. It's one of those uh, one involved at Landale Way. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got himself in a bit more bother since as well, which is great. My frustration is that in the past, nothing has happened with these kids. Yeah. So they'll do a little bit and they're, well, they're only, you know, like the, the, the shop on Langdale Way, oh, they're only 12, I don't want to penalise them. Well, at some point, something has got to happen. So, it, and, and that's partly down to, in this case, the shopkeeper. In some cases, it's down to the police. I'll be honest, sometimes they, you know, it's a case of, well, if they arrest them, they'll get to custody and the custody, of, the custody sergeant won't be interested in, in dealing with them because of their age. But, as I say, at some point they've got to get into trouble. The, the young lad who was arrested over the, the Langdale, he, you know, he was on the first rung of the ladder, so he was given, he was referred on to our um, youth offending service. But if he does something else, he can't be referred on to youth offender. That's the, the first rung of the ladder. So the next he has to be, it's, it's like any sort of punishment. It escalates the more he does. So we, need, we needed, I needed these these youths to get on that ladder yeah. so that you know and I, and I just feel that we're in a, a much better place so much so this weekend just gone because this this report doesn't include the weekend because I was off over the weekend so I submitted it on Friday there was no ASB over the weekend now I I can't recall when when we last had well I was I came in this afternoon and I'm thinking every Monday if I come in after a weekend off I think what we're going to come into. In fact, it's most set of shifts, but actually there was there was nothing at all, which was brilliant. So I am positive. I am more positive. I think I think that unfortunately I know the next the next meeting in March I'm not able to attend because I'm I'm off. But the figures I send through, I'll I'll put money on them being better than these, and and that's what I'm looking to see reducing we're not there yet by any stretch but i've seen an improvement and i think as i say some of the work that's been done already is is paying off and i think future yeah. stuff will pay off so that's that's me putting i'm, I'm a bit happier so. <laughs> yeah i can breathe a bit yeah yeah and i've got some nice things planned as well because i was finding the last few months concentrate it was just focused on ASB. So if it was on during the day, I was dealing with the, the fallout from the night before. And if I'm on of an evening, I'm chasing kids around these day. Now that's not necessarily the case. And I'm able to sort of focus. So over the next few months, we've got some things planned in the schools, the stuff I like to do, the community stuff. So things are, are looking a, a lot, a lot brighter. But as I say, there's a long way to go. I'm not sitting back and thinking, oh, 
job done. So I mean, that's not the case. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, you it's... can take credit for that. Too. Oh no, no, no! It's no. Honestly, I, I, I was sat there broken because I take responsibility for the figures that when they're bad, even though it's not necessarily. I represent the police, and I don't think those figures I presented to you in November were not acceptable and not acceptable to me. So these are a little bit more acceptable, but they need to get better. Can, That's where can we... I might ask a question, Neil? And that is, last time we spoke, um, you were a little bit disheartened about support from the police. Yeah. Has anything changed yeah, on yeah. that we've, We're still without a sergeant on the rural, but we do get good support from other sergeants that cover like the yeah. city centre and that. Um, my beat manager is, is brilliant, isn't, isn't he? He's, yeah. he? He's sort of been the driving force behind getting the, these these lads arrested. Right, to be so honest. It's, it's yeah. positive from all... Yeah, uh, yeah. that's what I say, it's, it's yeah. been... Um, we're, we're currently having some issues with scrambler bikes again, but again, I've had some guarantees that we're going to get our off-road bikes out again. So I've been chasing, chasing those up. So if we can get those out, maybe we can put a dent in, into their activity as well. So yeah, I think support on the whole has really improved. Just waiting for a sergeant now. We've been, there's two names in the frame for our new sergeant. So yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully that'll get sorted soon. Oh, and then, good, cause good. then I've got someone who I can bounce yeah, off as well. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, yeah, cause some yeah, of the- They have moved the bin, the tunnel. I don't know if they've managed to. Have they? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know. We're, the main, the main thing at the moment. We I had mean, a, I don't know. They've done it. Actually, no. but they just up to. <laughs> we had a conference call. We had a conference call with Weaver Vale Housing today um, about the communal areas and the flats because we had that. Well, Weaver Vale put some cameras up that had been damaged, so they're going to put some more up, but in different locations because a lot of them were external. So I want them internal so that it catches people, because they shouldn't be going in. Mm -hmm. So, and on Wednesday we're delivering, I believe, was it eight, 80 letters to residents within all the flats, asking them to make sure that the doors are secure, because there's some flats where people will leave the doors ajar or they'll leave them wide open. So we're, we're, with Weaver Vale, we're going out and delivering letters, asking them, because there's stuff that they can do to help prevent these kids getting in. Just yeah, yeah. I mean, there's one door in particular that's been replaced a couple of times, but then there's others that are just left unlocked yeah. and the kids are just getting in. So with CCTV, because again, if we can capture any Weaver Vale housing tenant kids that are causing any damage or ASB in the communal areas of the flats, they're causing damage to property that they're a tenant of, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's even yeah. where that would be looked yeah. on even worse by, by Weaver Vale. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, there's, there's the sort of things are fuss. So uh, we're, we're in a better position. That's um, great. Just to say as well, I don't know whether, but we've got a bike marking event. Did I put it on there? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, so we're encouraging the bikes to get marked. And we're still working with the youth club and, and that. So there's still some good things happening as well while we're dealing with the, the troublemakers. Fantastic. Neil, thank you very much. No, that's all right. Okay. The team Thanks well. for your time. Take care. Thank Cheers. You. Thank you. Uh, that was that's good news. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so item number 81 uh, is our Cheshire and Chester Council councillors slot. So it's Julian and Chris and Hello. Happy New Year, officially, face-to-face. -face. You don't get a report from us because I'm still ploughing through the 400 pages of the budget. That's I haven't recorded that Finland because I was in a rough shower, I will do it tomorrow. Oh right, okay. Well, if you, uh, if you can, I'm sure we'll get yeah. on it. Super duper, do you want to? local bit or quack bit first? Local bit first. You, you do the, uh, um, what, what's coming up? Yeah, so just there's sort of three main things we've been working on from a local point of view. Then Lynn's going to do the the um, quack stuff. Um, so main thing is saltworks. Um, we've had a project going on. Gosh, must be getting on for a good year now and a bit. Um, and a bit where we've been working. Well, we've really been pushing it for the last year or so. 
Um, and I think at the end of December you might have, a, have had a bit of an update about this, but I'm just going to go through it now. We did, we had an email. You did, so did it go through, whoops, I'm just going to go through. And you've had a meeting with... I've had a meeting um, with Hillary. Oh right, okay. Yes. Yeah, so it's Hillary that's been working on it. So yeah. I'll just do a quick summary because I, I know you do know. So we've got plans over the next few months and it, the um, consultation of local areas starting imminently. So we've got tree planting um, going on. Then we're doing repainting of the street furniture there. We've commissioned um, a chap to do a design of a metal bench as a bit of a sort of focal point for the area. We're also having some picnic benches put in there because... I know certainly when I did still live down Wallside Drive, the kids would all be down there playing there and the mums had got nowhere to sit. So they all ended up sitting on that little thing that's for the blooming bikes and skateboards to do whatever bikes and skateboards do on there. So we've got some uh, benches going to be in there and make it a bit more sort of a parent friendly area. And because we have had bits of graffiti there, um, we're going to sort of turn it on its head and we're going to commission a graffiti artist to go down and do some sort of proper graffiti, so it sort of becomes a bit of a feature. Um, we're going to create some little mini play areas with hopscotch and stuff like that on the ground. Um, footpaths are going to be changed and slightly redesigned. And then we were going to have a couple of extra timber log seats put down there. However, we can't find any timber logs because there aren't that many sort of lying around. So they're just going to reposition the one that's already there and where we're up to. So as I said, we're doing engagement and stuff um, January, and then hoping to start the main works of February March. Can I just ask where the trees are going to go? Um, so the trees are going to go on the sort of top end, so, you know, the wildflowers went in yes. in front of the hedge. Yeah. And it's just really, it's not to try and screen, it's just to try and... Because uh, the whole purpose of, of doing this project at Saltworks was to balance out, you know, there's obviously a lot of work going on at Green Gates. It's, it's, it's sort of really trying to do a, a, a little bit more across the whole area. Um, and there are obviously some very long-standing plans around the football pitches down at Saltworks as well. So it's, it's more to sort of keep that momentum of, uh, uh, you know, sort of continual improvement... Um, I think it's it's quite interesting because obviously Neil uh, was talking about the uh, you know the sort of changes in the numbers. There has been an awful lot of uh, quite sort of positive engagement uh, through the youth club. Mm -hmm. um, we've certainly put some money into the youth club. Frodham Town Council certainly does. There's a lot of engagement work going on uh, sort of down there, and uh, it's been quite interesting to get the feedback from the. Uh, from the lady who's going to be working on the graffiti project because she's engaged in a, a way that apparently only graffiti artists can do. And there's a very interesting new dynamic with the people that are down there uh, using the sort of skate park in a, a, a positive way that we're really quite optimistic that there'll be a little bit of a culture change yeah. around this and a little bit more self-policing yeah. with the older kids around some of the... Uh, some of their younger siblings and their their sort of the, the youngsters that are really sort of giving Neil the bit of the run around. So it's a bit of a sort of joint joint effort all round really. And the long the long term plan with the trees as well. But this is long term. Is almost to create sort of avenues and stuff right over to the fields, you know, over towards where the old BMX area used to be down the corner, and create an area that people don't just want to go with their kids, but go for walks and stuff. So you sort of draw more and more people into the area and the more we do that the less they can do the antisocial behavior because there's, there's people there so this, that, that's a bit longer i think term. it'd be nice in, i mean just in my opinion because i walk my dog around there if there was a, like a just to try and stop people walking the dogs across the football pitch. yes yes well, well that's, that's yeah we're going to sort of try and create something that it's, makes it's a more that, natural it, way of yes the zone, right. it's the precursor to the zoning of so that we try and get people to Follow, follow a route rather yeah. than just let the dogs off and then yeah. all the mums and dads are picking up when it's football time. So, mm -hmm. so there is a bit of method in the madness. Yes, and there's money for that coming from sort of three different areas, I think it is. Neighbourhood Prize team, Quack Community Team Funds, and then, you know, we have a member's budget to spend each year. Basically, we put everything we've got left into it, don't we? We've well, yeah, got it's scraped, scraped from yes. here, there and everywhere. Yes. 
So there's quite a decent bit being spent there. Um, from a Castle Park point of view, we are pushing very hard to try and get the uh, conservatory roof sorted, which is just... Yeah. yeah. No one was at the last Castle Park executive meeting, were they? Not council officers got quite a hard time. No, interestingly yeah. enough, we, uh, we we sometimes struggle to, uh, to to get officers to engage. So uh, this time, the chief executive was invited, and uh, poor, it was like a coach party where no, was needed. Everybody turned up. Yes, that was it. Yes, so we're, what was we're, the outcome of that? So, so the outcome is um, long prevaricated. They're, they're, they're going to look sympathetically at it while we argue the toss behind the uh, the scenes that the reason the Conservatory is in the state that it is is because Cheshire West have allowed it to get into that state rather than it just being a, uh, a, a trust repair. So unfortunately, because the uh, survey work hasn't been done, that's why the uh, Conservatory is not fit for use because the health and safety people are still sucking through their <coughs> teeth that it's not deemed to be safe for the public. So the commitment we did actually... We don't know that is, it's dangerous, but yeah, they can't yeah, tell us that it's yeah. safe or not safe. Okay, uh, I'm wondering... They did, from, they from did agree for the next meeting, sorry, that we would get the estimates for the repairs, because we right. should have had those for this meeting. I, I wonder so what this level of disrepair have happened in the middle of Chester, uh, because we're all equal. Could Personally, have, could, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> could, have, could have done if you look at some of the assets in uh, in Chester, mm. like D House. So they're going ahead with the survey, are they? Yes, the commitment the officers gave us was for the next meeting, which was around March. Is so it March? Next? March the third. They they committed to at least bringing a cost, right. not for because they started talking about putting bits of aluminium and all sorts, and we pushed back on that and said it is a heritage area. We can't. Just stick any old thing. However, I do also accept that covering it with lead again will probably just. Lead and no However, CCTV. We also challenged the no CCTV. We said if, if we'd had CCTV like we've asked for for years, the lead might not have gone several times. But So we pushed back on the aluminium, so we need something that's in keeping. However, it might not be lead because that is, you know, we all know it's very nickable. Uh, and the other thing with Castle Park we're looking at is. is potentially getting it zoned so we can use it more for more organised events uh, and also maybe create a bit of income from the people who already use it, uh, the businesses and stuff that use the park free at the moment because we need to generate some money for that. Was there an all-inclusive roundabout or mentioned in your meet? Was uh, what? We, we did, we did uh, traverse the... Ah, the, uh, the swing. Yes, yes it was. Yeah. Yes. Swing, right? Sorry, no, I thought it was around. Or all of the piece if the swing is deemed. Yes, well, I think I think that that's the uh, the the gist of our discussion was, you know, that ev everybody sort of tends to fixate on a something, and what the art of the possible really is to to find a variety of equipment in a variety of locations so that you've got things that are appropriate and inclusive for. For everybody, but not just all in one location. Yeah. So it's all big about space, isn't it? Uh, it 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 is a big space, but with some um, very complicated arrangements because uh, you've got conservation people yeah. involved and uh, too too many grey hairs and conversations oh. over too too many years on that. But it's it's about using the contours of the park to do what we can. Engaging with the, the people, um, you know, who are really, uh, you know, bringing their lived experience and what they want to see uh, coming coming into the park. Um, but, you know, we do have to come at this from their perspective, not what we think they want. Yeah. Okay. Okay, there's also going to be some quite interesting uh, chainsaw artistry going on in the park because we are trying to link in to our wonderful uh, summer reading challenge and get the, uh, um, uh, you know, a, a trail uh, with some, some little features in there that can incorporate, uh, you know, sort of more activities in the, in the park. So we're looking at, uh, you know, a, a sort of a start to the tree trail and a start for a, 
sort of a, a reading trail with a bit of a story theme. And, uh, and all that, so there's been some quite, quite a bit of work done in, in Castle Park and we have finally, after uh, a mere three and a half years, managed to get the trees planted to uh, commemorate the Birken, yeah. the Birken heads and, yes. uh, and all, the King and the Queen. And the, and the, and the King and the Queen, yes. yes. So, so we will invite you all to our uh, official opening and we're hoping to get sort of Tom along obviously with his uh, you know, because yeah. he is our uh, uh, star from the uh, New Year's honours, isn't he? So, he is. so. last last year, think that would happen. Right. Uh, so it's going to be February. We have got a preliminary 24th. date. Twenty fourth of February is the, the planned date for the tree dedication. Day. But we've 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 not. It's we've, yeah. yeah. All been well. Yeah. Uh, and the last little local thing we've been working on. This is a little pet thing of mine, actually. Uh, when I chatted to Fiona Barry actually one day about it as, um, as a History Society member. Uh, you know all the boards, we've got all dotted around Frodham that tell you all about Frodham and the buildings yeah. that are all looking very, very tired. So we've been working, or I've been working with Fiona, um, trying to get, they've actually got a, what do they call a heritage board subgroup as part of the History Society now. And we're looking at um, trying to bring all those up to date and spending a little bit of money on making them look better, maybe even getting some little QR codes and making them a bit more modern. I think um, cleaning them, that'd be... Well, to be honest, we, we did talk about that. I think getting rid of them and putting something in their place is where we're probably at now, because you try cleaning them, they're going to fall apart. So we are, we're looking at... I was hoping to get that done before the end of this sort of council session but it's not going to be that quick. Well, Caroline cleaned, cleaned a couple and I cleaned at least one and they're better but they still, yeah. they're still damaged. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's 10 boards in total and um, Fiona's done a really good job, she's done an audit and then we've got Hillary and Pam Bradley engaged in looking at what Quack can do to support. I think they need regular maintenance as well. I agree. Once they have, have been covered with leaf refuse for Six months or so, for yes. they tend to be beyond repair. Yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, you know we we could have we could have whipped through this project. Um, well, it was intended in originally pre-pandemic, mm. but I think what we're really sort of trying to do with everything that we do is to sort of not just let Quack do what Quack thing needs doing, which is just uh, you know because the original artwork for some of this stuff was truly dreadful, is to engage with the people that know the fabric and the history and the and the bits and bobs of the town and really sort of try and tease it out to be a little bit more relevant. So we've got an incredible history around things like women's suffrage, mm. you know, that just doesn't feature at all on our uh, high street, but we've got, uh, you know, films being made in Castle Park that, you know, and, and people do and just amazing things that, you know, unpick. Uh, you know what's what's made Frodham the place it is today. So sometimes we, you know, I mean the WI have been very uh, supportive. The history group have been fabulously supportive. But you know it's about sort of not necessarily just sort of galloping through this stuff, but you know allowing everybody else to bring their value to the yes. equation as well. That's local. Jolly good. Um, uh, quick whip through. I'm sorry to uh, to, to keep you. Uh, there's there's always a lot happens when there's uh, eight weeks between meetings. Uh, we do have a new highways contractor starting in Cheshire West. You may have seen the uh, uh, press release that uh, will have come through Zoe. Uh, the um, organisation Ringway has had the contract for. A very long time. Uh, I think probably it's hard to walk through Frodham without anybody having an opinion about the roads and the pavements. So we are really hoping that Colas, whoever they are, are going to do uh, you know a sizable or a seismic shift in terms of quality and quantity of the work that's done. I don't know whether anybody followed Conegate on uh, <coughs> on Facebook, but that uh, getting the the. The big pothole on Red Lane addressed has been really quite a comedy, uh, comedy thing. Uh, we've obviously had. Can I have a comment on that pothole? Is it a polite one? It is a polite one. Oh, that's okay then. <laughs> Unlike I me. I don't know whether to change the language now. You said that. Um, <laughs> it's it's hard to talk uh, highways and not be rude. I uh, <coughs> I had a major problem there with a car suspension and rim and tyre. 
And I got the quotation, official, sent it to CWAP. And they wrote back and said, have you sent the photographs? And I had all the rest of it. Then they said, right, I was demanding 250 pounds because I was doing something about the rest of it. And they decided to send it to the legal department for 250 pounds. How much would it have cost them to send it to a legal firm to find out, to pay or not to pay? It's unbelievable. Yeah. The waste of money is unbelievable. Well, we have um, FOI'd the um, uh, compensation play paid out um, from Cheshire West. Um, that will be, um, uh, uh, I'm sure, quite an eye-opener because we know what it's been in recent years. And if only they put that six-figure amount into uh, doing something on the roads, they might not have had quite so many claims. I do, however, uh, recall from um, uh, you know, sort of pre-2015 that the council will always vigorously contest every uh, claim that's brought to it and will defend it with the blooming policies that the council doesn't particularly follow itself uh, to, you know, because it is public money that they are unfortunately handing out. So I'm sorry that you are one of the many people that have had car damage. I'm, I'm not specifically talking about the legal department or a legal firm. Uh, it's, be out, it's to be outsourced. <laughs> To be a just okay. That's just a, a personal information thing. Okay, we've we've obviously had some uh, pre-rapey weather this side of Christmas. Um, uh, we've had uh, a little bit of a battle um, over the gritting and the salting route. So uh, Cheshire West has obviously deployed its sixteen gritters as it always does down the primary and the secondary routes. And unfortunately, not many people in Frodham or the rural areas actually live on the primary or the secondary routes. So I would like us very much to sort of try and jointly revisit our winter gritting initiative because I do think that it's on the back of everybody slipping and sliding and moaning that the salt bins are empty because they were full and then everybody needs it and, and all of that sort of stuff. We do, uh, I'm hoping through the new contractor, there's an opportunity to go back to some of the community support that we used to have um, a long time ago with Ringway, where there was a lot of provision made for local communities like ours using, uh, you know, our local farmers. Um, I literally have been uh, put in my place by the, uh, the director of... Uh, of highways over my preemptive, please, please, please come and grit these routes because this is where everybody sort of drives from here to there and there to here. And if there's no point, uh, you know, the doctor's been open if nobody can get from, uh, you know, at the bottom of Ship Street up, up the hill because well, it's, it's like year, a death trap. For over 20 years, we wrote from Medicorp asking them, would they please grit Clifton Crescent? Because there was no, nobody could get down Clifton Crescent to Medicorp. Well, unfortunately, on the sort of narrow roads where, you know, people park their cars either side, nobody, you know, because the legal department, nobody wants to go and pebble dash everybody's cars with the big gritters. So this is why all those years ago, <coughs> Frodham Town Council had that local um, volunteer gritting scheme going. Well, we're not supposed to do roads with it, are we? No, we, we still do have the volunteer scheme, yeah. but it's not for roads, it's for pavements. Well, I mean, the uh, you may have changed the policy when uh, it was set up all those years ago. It was, you know, will you do the pavements around you? And if you need to, scatter a shovel full. Uh, right. it, was, it was fine, but at the time, remember, we had the, the massive great big salt bags from uh, Cheshire West supplementing what was done locally as well, but that <coughs> sort of disappeared. So uh, I, think, I think there's a, a bit of an opportunity there. Um, Cheshire West is also resurrecting its, uh, it signed up to the World Health Organisation Age-Friendly Borough and it's currently out recruiting uh, age-friendly volunteers. Um, I have given them a long list of all the people that are living in Frodham doing age-friendly stuff, uh, you know, because they're looking at this as if it's something, something new. So if, if anybody can tie any volunteers into... Um, 
uh, you know, these sort of bigger initiatives, it's, it's just, um, you know, that more is definitely better. Uh, elephant in our permanent room is uh, Cheshire West is currently um, uh, taking its budget through uh, scrutiny. Uh, there is good news in there and bad news, so we'll start with the bad news. Um, uh, it's likely that Cheshire West is going to max out on its council tax increase, so it'll be another 5% uh, heading our way. Uh, the headlines on the telly about £2,000 being the average council tax uh, I'm afraid that train left the station in Cheshire West some years ago and with all of the uh, precept increases this time round uh, it's going to be a far, fairly sizeable Bandy council tax bill. Uh, I'm afraid with your contribution we're probably going to be one of the highest taxed uh, wards in the, in the county. So, um, you know, there's going to be probably a lot of people, um, you know, sort of struggling a little bit with with that uh, there is actually within the uh, budget uh, lots of good news um, um, heavily woven into the uh, 300 odd pages so nobody would necessarily see it uh, 20 million pounds extra going into uh, local schools uh, including the high needs block which is uh, which is a good thing it's part of that leveling up with Cheshire Cheshire West being one of the lowest um, lowest funded local uh, education authorities for, uh, you know, well, since since forever. So it's all part of that initiative to um, uh, sort of adjust the inequalities across the country. Uh, we've had £8 million extra into the social care support grant, £3 million into the adult social care market sustainability fund, £1.5 million uh, extra into the adult discharge fund to help the pressures in the NHS. Um, this week we've had uh, 1.8 million uh, announced from the Shared Prosperity funding pot. So there's um, uh, all sorts of schemes for um, uh, adult um, upskilling uh, around uh, maths uh, and the remainder being split between sort of communities and local businesses. We've had last week the announcement of thirty million pounds of levelling up funding that has gone to uh, Ellesmere Port. Surprise, surprise! Uh, and we've got one point two million into the active travel funding arrangements for more walking and cycling on our wonderful roads and pavements. Um, libraries have obviously continued to uh, innovate, and are now um, obviously you're able to borrow an iPad. Uh, for six weeks from a library, which can be quite empowering for lots of people who need, uh, you know, access to to the digital world. So we were all quite uh, quite quite excited about that. I've spoken to a, a man today who's got his hands on the uh, one of the first ones. It's fine. We have geolocation on them. We can book them, and we can also play a tune on them at any time of day or night remotely. That's great fun. That's, that's, that's a bit big brother for me. But, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, but we're loving it. Uh, and uh, just, just one to watch out for, the plain pitch consultation is open till March. Uh, we obviously do have plain pitches at Solworks. Uh, they, the only scheme we've got in the budget uh, actually referencing Frodham is Saltworks and um, uh, it's been a long time coming that. So Saltworks was, was first featured in the original plain pitch strategy and we're now doing a, uh, a refresh of it and it's still in the plain pitch strategy but we're, we're told that they're uh, building up to it. So. Did anyone find out about the paths, why that wasn't being used to the school? Uh, yes. So uh, there was some additional tidying up to do and some additional work to do with the school, uh, obviously with um, some of the um, reports that have been coming from Neil, there's been a lot of ASB uh, taking place on uh, and around salt work. So uh, the school have been uh, a little bit reluctant to open, open that up and start the dialogue because it's basically been covered in glass every time anybody goes uh, goes goes to have a look at it. It's uh, it's really in quite a a shoddy state from a, a you know an ongoing maintenance point of view but you know that's been flagged up time and time again with Cheshire West so thank you very much and then just one question from me um the broadband rollout 
Um, it's been, well, it, allegedly the rollout has now ended, it's complete. No, it hasn't. We've had, no, exactly. We've had um, a resident from the Lakes Ward suggesting oh. it hasn't been rolled out in the Lakes Ward. Yes. Can I, can I've just the... sent him that today. Has he literally sent you that today? No. All right. I've, I've been talking to a guy called Mike Dugin. D-U-G-I-N-E, I don't know how you pronounce his name. He's basically a council officer whose job is to liaise with BT Open Reach. Okay. So the chap from the Lakes Estate emailed me and said, are we now being left in the dark ages? Oh. And I've literally had a reply off Mike. I think I've got it yesterday, actually, not today. The, the infrastructure's into the lakes, but it's it's not a question of the knock on your door and say, would you like fibre? The fibre's in the area, but you have to then apply to your provider. Yeah to say, I would like a fibre service, is fibre available in my area? And the provider, whoever that is, says yes or no. I mean, I've got the skulls to prove that the infrastructure's in, because nobody wanted the poles installed on the mm. on the lakes, no, did they? It, so it's... it isn't quite finished in the lakes, so that's what uh, uh, Phil, the chap's name, was. If you uh, can share that information... Is it should be because we were threatened with... My neighbours were talking to them and they were threatened with poles and, and so, so, so I don't know where it's up to. So um, uh, it, the commercial rollout mm, from Openreach is now complete. So the core infrastructure, all the boxes mm. around the streets are uh, uh, fibred up. Mm. The fibre has been deployed, sadly, only on poles. They've not done mm. too much pulling in because uh, there's mm. not a lot of ducting. Well, there's no new poles in, in our roads, so... And we were told we'd have to have poles to get the fibre. Right, OK, well, I mean, we can... So you find out. What Mike said to me, mm. as far as I can see, this is specifically the lakes... I'll send this to you. Okay. The area in question is due to be connected as part of Openreach's commercial rollout within the next three years. We don't have any individual property data in terms of which homes will or won't be connected as part of that, but given the density of properties in the area, I'm confident that somewhere in the region of 80% being connected. Happy to work with you and local residents, blah, 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 blah. So okay. it isn't finished, but it isn't imminent. Okay. If you could share that, then we can yeah. share that with the residents. I'll send that. Mm. Yeah. No so, unfortunately, we have quite an extensive grey list in our postcode. Mm -hmm. So, the commercial rollout, which has basically deployed all the infrastructure, is now finished. So, that what we're trying to do through Mike is to set up those uh, outlier projects that can then apply to the DCMS pot of funding, so there's £1,500 per property that's not on the commercial area of the rollout. Okay. And we've got something like 750 properties, of which one is mine, mm -hmm. uh, who literally, um, you know, every time the wind blows, uh, my one meg broadband disappears. So mm -hmm. uh, if you think you've got problems. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Lynn. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. OK. Uh, Moodle's on.
So, item number 83, which is our financial regulations for 2023-24. So, we're going to defer this one, um, uh, Chair, as per the meeting with the accountant, mm -hmm. because we just need to make sure that, that these are updated as per the advice we received last week at the training session. Okay. So, we're just going to table those till next time. Okay, that's absolutely fine. Thank you, Sarah.
will ask for every course. Yeah. Well, for every yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So item number eighty-six. So this is a local government award scheme. So again, uh, three bullet points here. Uh, I've been discussing this with Joe, I think, for last year, and again, just recently. So it's whether they want to consider registering for the local council award scheme um, before the closure date of the 5th of May 2023. Um, I think Joe's uh, circulated, so that, that um, scheme has been circulated for you to review. It, it, it looks like good practice to me. It's, it absolutely is. Um, good, it went, it's best practice. Yeah. Um, so I think what I'd like to, to um, recommend is that we aim to achieve that foundation level prior to the local elections. Yeah. So it goes from foundation right the way through to gold. Um, so we've got. So we will register for that then. Is it free of charge to register to? It is. Okay, yeah, yeah. Joe's actually worked with a, a council prior to Brodgham uh, that was part of the um, local, government, local council award scheme, working towards gold standards. It's, it's quite intensive, but it absolutely, you know, would be absolutely squeaked clean in terms of um, our, our practice. Yeah. It's like a good checklist of mm. things to do, it actually. Is. Yeah, it, it is. And that will set a, a work programme for um, the office team uh, to work yeah. towards as well. Yeah, very good. And it goes hand in hand with us, just at the moment, reviewing all of our policies, procedures and office practices mm. as well. Yeah. So so that's super. Um, and the third item there is just to note, in order to um, apply, we would have to have 11 out of 16 councillors elected, so I know we might struggle this May, hence why, if we can do it, <laughs> that's why we want it now. That's why we want it now, so at least we can get to the foundation stage, um, and, and we can continue to work towards it, um, yeah. and hopefully we'll have uh, our own councillors elected uh, in, in May as well. <laughs> Super, thank you for that. Uh, Item number 87, which is our uh, Christmas lighting uh, management. So we had um, a quotation from KDE uh, for a three-year fixed term at a cost of £5,900. So that was a recommendation from Events was to accept that quote. Is everybody happy? Was was that the only response, that one? Or did you just... For the maintenance, no, it wasn't the only response, but that was the quotation. I think because with KDE have, have always basically done, oh, done that okay. role. Um, but I, I think, think and we could trust them with yeah. work in that part. So, I yeah. think there were alternative, there was an alternative quote, wasn't there? There was, a, there was one that came from, was it? But it was from, far more expensive. Was, I think it was from Light and it yeah. was far more expensive. Yeah. Oh, Light. Yeah. Light. So yeah. Are, yeah, the people are putting lights up on Church Street. Yeah. Okay. So we're happy to approve that quotation. Yeah. Can I just one question about that? Before we talk, the last meeting we talked about SLAs, is, this is just a quote, isn't it? So if they're doing it over three years, do we need a, a local agreement to say that if, for instance, they can't do something at that time because they haven't got manpower or whatever? But they'll schedule it ahead. What if they for can't? Maintenance. Where do we stand if we stop paying for it? It's a penalty to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you'd have in an SLA, won't it? I presume if you've got uh, an agreement mm-hmm. like that. I think that's very valid, what you're asking. Because, because we caught a bit of a cold last time, didn't we, with something else where we didn't have that, we couldn't go back. I think it was with three days. Mm-hmm. We talked about having a penalty clause or something, it something wasn't going the way we wanted it to after the agreement. We do have that because we were actually going to um, invoke that penalty clause at the end of January. So right, right. Well, I'm, all I'm saying is are we, are we going to use the same method for everything that we do when it's mm-hmm. going to be over a period of, say, three years? Because what they, yeah. I, I know they've already covered 2022, so there's this year and there's next year. There is. We can speak to KTE about that and see if we can um, add a clause. If, 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 it's, just, if it's just so we've got something to cover our lives, yeah. in case it, it went wrong. Good idea. 
that's the name of what she just asked us. Quite a sweet <laughs> So uh, if we can make it, you know, it has to be quite. Well, they'd be, yeah. So what is, what if it's nice to hear, or it's nice to hear from those primary um, schools, from those um, younger people, people who are feeding in through those junior councillors and feeding in through their school representatives, so that we hear their voices as well. Yeah. I'm constantly amazed by how grown up and how helpful and positive for children now in the AOE school. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that's a lovely idea. Thank you for that. Great. Okay. Can I just confirm that it wouldn't be at this meeting? You'd have a separate meetings, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yes, would you have it here or would you have it at their location? No. So at the school or whatever? We could hold it at the schools. So uh, it would be easier for them for... Um, I suppose if it was at school yeah. it might... They're more comfortable in their own yeah. environment. Exactly. Mm. And it gets us into schools as well. Yeah, so but then we'd have to do several schools because there's yes. four primary schools. So we instead of having three meetings, it might be twelve. I think. Well, no, you could have. If you had three, you'd have to pick three schools. You could two, okay. It's not intended as a punishment. So what I'll do is I mean, we could maybe Yes, possibly. So if I if I speak to junior councils and they work something up. Um, bring it back just to share. Yeah, yeah. Let, them, uh, let them drive it to yeah, the next Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I'm sorry I'm leaving the council. I'd like to see that one. Okay. Thank you so much for your support with that one. And um, we can close the meeting at one minute past eight.